0: to no thank you next. I'm Megan. And and I'm Rachel. And it's only been a few days for us <laughs> since we've last recorded. It really has been. I was just here. Oh my gosh, right? For you guys, it's going to be weeks before you hear this. And I'm so eager to like hear what people have to say or if half our listeners drop off
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or if we gain like 20 times more because we did a two-parter we did it two- you were there we mm-hmm. were there i mean hopefully you guys were there if you weren't go back and listen to episodes 21 and 22 exactly because damn yeah it was that a big big story i mean they'll probably have to listen to each episode twice anyways because there's a lot of information it was a lot yeah and it his crimes just went for so long seriously I recommend you go read. Uh, it was a Vanity Fair article. If you want to read three thousand pages, oh my god, they did a really good detailed article about it. But that's amazing. It's just Oy. the nuttiest story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so mm-hmm. we don't have a lot to catch up on. We were just here. We were just here. <laughs> All right. So today we really are going to jump the fuck into it. That's right. All Rachel's right. going to start because you guys are probably fucking tired of my. Voice. <laughs> We could never. Raise your hand if you're tired of me talking. (laughs) No. (laughs) Guys, I did not raise my hand. I did. No. I love it. All right. Episode 23. This one is weird because when I first started reading about it, I was like, how do these two things tie in together? Because they made it seem like they did, but they they don't. I don't know. (laughs) Hear me out. Okay. Okay. So for anyone who knows me, and as I've mentioned before on this podcast, I'm very interested in horror stories, horror movies, and wanted to be a vampire or a witch when I grew up, whichever was more easily attainable. And even one summer when I was like in junior high school, I attempted to write my own haunted house story, but it turns out that shit's really hard to do. Yeah. I didn't outline it. I was just like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to write fun. it and I'm going to see what comes out. And I wrote like... Three pages. I'm like, this is shit. <laughs> <I'm totally laughs> like, Wait until you get to high school and you have to write fucking papers, right? I was like, oh, should I wrote that. I was already writing papers for fun. Look yeah, at that. I'm like, such a nerd. <laughs> True story, nerd. guys. True story. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so since writing a book was really, or writing a story was really hard to do, I just ended up reading books all summer long instead. Okay. Well, the people that I'm going to tell you about in this week's story starts off as a harmless horror movie-making project (gasps) that was inspired by the 1999 film The Blair Witch Project, which I love. Oh, my God. Only this story takes a twist that the victim never saw coming. And so I'm going to tell you about Randy and Brian Trimble and Blaine Norris. This was like... A horror story, or it's like a horror movie making story turned real life horror story. And I was just like, <gasps> what happened? Did they like kill the person on set or like yeah, made it look like, like, how does this tie in? But like, they're kind of two separate things, but then they tie in together. Oh my God. This is so thrilling. <laughs> okay. Dun, dun, dun. It's September 9th of 2000. Sweet Randy and Brian are tying the knot in a nice little church in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Brian seems so happy and so grateful that this woman is his best friend and his new wife because Brian really didn't think that she would want to spend the rest of her life with him or anyone else for that matter. And that's because Brian had been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, mm. which if you don't know, it's a lifelong debilitating disease where your immune system eats away at the protective covering of your nerves and your nerve endings. Mm. Oh, so it's just like, you're like on fire all the time. Like, you know, when you hear yeah. about people who have rheumatoid arthritis and they uh-huh. just say it's like burning. Yeah. Basically what MS is depending on, and it's your own body attacking itself. Yeah. oh, So it's real rough for our boy Brian here. Mhm. But she loved him, and she vowed to love and care for him, and Brian thanked Randy during his wedding speech for being there and sticking by his side, knowing that the road before them was going to be difficult at times. Mm -hmm. So it's now March 2002, a couple years later, when Brian and Blaine meet at work. They both are in the IT department working for Capital Blue Health Insurance. Their humor and their interests match. Hello, Dungeons and Dragons. Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they become friends pretty quickly. Hello, me and basically every friend I make. (laughs) Hey, you know what? We met at work. Yeah. See? I'm telling you. Friendship's (laughs) in the making, man. Yeah. They they happen at work, and then you start podcasts, and here we are. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome back, guys. (laughs) And both of these dudes are marrying are living the married life. So Blaine is married to wife Wendy and they have newborn son Mason. Okay. So Blaine has this dream, you know, he's really into horror. He's been writing a script and putting together a horror movie set idea on the Appalachian trail, which is in the area where they live. And it's very woodsy and creepy looking just like the Blair witch project. Wow. So he tells Brian more and more about it. And Brian gets pretty excited to be involved. They become creative partners for the film, and Brian is decidedly going to be the cameraman. All of this involvement in the film is a distraction from his MS symptoms, but it's also a distraction from his new wife. And Randy is a bit overprotective of Brian because she knows, <laughs> she knows he has pain and he is surely medicated to slow down the process of the symptoms. Yeah. And I'm sure she misses him since he's with Blaine more often than not. Uh, and they were just like newly married. Yeah. They were married for like a couple years. And then he got all excited about like, uh, this it, new it. friend okay. that they met at work. But hey, you and I used to work together. And even if I was <laughs> still there, we would still be doing this podcast weekly. So Trim- I don't see that problem because that's literally us. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> exactly. Randy, you're on your own. <laughs> So the boys continue to hang out and plan out the movie, and three months later, actors are being cast for the film that they called Through a Hike, a ghost story. It's about five hikers in the woods who are murdered one by one by a ghost who is an ancient miner. Not like a miner, but like a (laughs) (laughs) miner. He's 12. Yeah. (laughs) But he's ancient. Not like a really... (laughs) old young dude (laughs) but like a dude that works in the mines what are those (laughs) hello (laughs) so so the actors are filmed for casting and for some if not all of the actors this is their first time ever having a role so they seem very excited wow where did they get money for this so, I'll tell you. Oh, I always ask a million questions before you even get to them. That's okay. Uh, oh, I'm you're sorry. But these are the good questions to ask. Okay. If you're not asking these questions while you're listening, then you're not paying attention or you're not a problem solver. Yeah. Get your armchair yeah. out, right? <laughs> Just... Your thinking chair. Get with arms. Thinking... <laughs> Oh my God. That stupid meme where it's like me listening to a podcast, just like a wall of like three girls. And then he's sitting next to it. Like enjoying the conversation. (laughs) If you're not like that, (laughs) get with it. So, um, yeah. Blaine on the other hand needs $20,000 to stage and pay for this movie, but he doesn't have the money. So Brian, being a million percent on board with his friend, says, Hey, friend, me and my wife have a ton of savings. I'm sure we could use our money to fund this. You just don't know what to do with all of it. I just have have so much money. I just have so much money and I don't know what to do. I know. So let me talk to my wife and uh, I'll let you know. Yikes. Randy's like, oh, hell to the no. She didn't say that, but maybe she did because I would have. (laughs) She snapped 15 times and said, absolutely not not. get the fuck out of my bedroom this is my house now i was born into a rich family fuck you was that 15 words that's what you did (laughs) i was there that happened uh randy is a smart little cookie and she saved and saved and saved money to build a nest egg for if and when Brian's MS gets so bad that he can't work or what? to pay for the medical bills. Either way, she wanted to have a real backup plan. Yeah, like what the fuck? He's so selfish. I know. Like, She's like, I'm thinking about your health. And he's literally like, let's make a movie. I know. <laughs> my friend says it's a really good idea. Oh my god. What? Okay. Hello. Your friend that you've known for like a day yeah (laughs) no years but he's new (laughs) (laughs) he's never done this before neither of the actors yeah paying my money for that no so brian is crushed but i mean honestly most (laughs) horror movies are terrible because he still has ms yeah (laughs) (laughs) huge savings so depressing god (laughs) that's the worst Jeez. so i'm with randy i would have i would have yeah fuck that. that yeah like these guys where do they live again they're in pennsylvania they're fucking pennsylvania what do you think they're gonna do <laughs> isn't that where like Bam margera lives and he like oh, maybe just has they like practically live in like the wilderness just building yeah. skate parks Like, and do you think some hollywood rock? zombie lives out like- there too with sherry moon zombie go like have Go plant some carrots and oh, garden. Oh, yeah. Go show him the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See? Go get him to produce go get it Rob to zombie to freaking, sponsor you. Yeah. To freaking fund it. I'm sure he would. Jeez. Get with it. So, to really make her point, Randy doesn't want Brian to be the cameraman for the movie at all because he would have to spend a week in the forest sleeping on basically the ground. And doing things that would completely aggravate all of his MS systems. Why is he not the one saying all this? He just (laughs) is like... I think he's just so excited to have something new happen in his life that's oh, so different. Yeah. And he's like so excited about it, like a little cocker spaniel. Kind of like uh, how I would get about things. Yeah. And then she's just like the wet blanket. Uh, it's just like she's like, let me list no. all the reasons you can't lay in a forest. Yes. <laughs> just stay out of the fucking forest. Stay out of the forest, people. People. And so then. she forbids him from working on the film straight what a up. a bitch. What is she, your mother? Right? Like, you can't just forbid, just be like, hey, take the air mattress. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, find a solution. <laughs> it's going to be really hard, but I think you really need to take your Zulu bed or yeah. your purple mattress or what? your Casper mattress. Take your Casper with you yeah. out into the woods so you're comfortable. You're tempur <laughs> Seriously, like, find a solution. What? Yeah, but was like, not only can we not uh, fund it, but you're not even gonna film it. And he was supposed to be the cameraman. Okay, honey. Oh, uh, okay, dear. Great. I'll be over here doing whatever I want. Bye. Does she murder everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and she seems like the type, right? Yeah. Now Blaine has no creative partner, no one to help him film, and he has no money to get the and no best bowling. front. and no because they front. ended their friendship That's after it. everything. Randy. <laughs> oh, she was just. The wedge in between their beautiful friendship. <laughs> Blaine does what anyone would do. Oh he racks up credit card debt and maxes out all of his credit cards to produce up to the $20,000 that he needed for his horror film. This asshat even went so far as to put his home on the market to pay for this film. He didn't tell his wife he was doing it, oh, he no. just did it to fund his film, his wife. And he has a baby. And he's just like, oh sure, go ahead, take goodness. my home. I'll just live on my friend's air mattress. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like, what? what? No. Get out of here with that bullshit. He was telling actors that he and his wife were having problems. Like, no, duh. <laughs> uh, but he kept working on his passion project while his wife just stood there and became an unwilling participant, watching their finances just go into the toilet. Jeez. So, Brian began to really hate his mundane, same old, same old life with Randy. He's either at work or he's at home. And if he deviates from that schedule, Randy is always asking where he's been, what are you up to, where did you go? Like, oh God, she's just, just like being such a wife. <laughs> How was your day? How was your did day? Did you go to the grocery do want, store? Do you want anything for dinner? I know. Love, love and he's like, God, dinner. these questions <laughs> just ream every time. Uh, I was just like, I really just wanted to know. I just if you so want potatoes you. or peas? <laughs> <laughs> just tell me. I just love you. Blame the ass hat is filming his movie in the fucking forest with a handful of new actors and he's directing and filming everything. And he starts getting really picky and things are off to a terrible start. Yeah. Conditions suck. Equipment wasn't working. Scenes weren't looking the way he wanted it to. And it was just a hard day's work all around. So he would push all the actors and he would push the scenes to be played out in the dead of night. And like these people are fucking tired. I watched uh, a clip where he took 17 takes. For one actor to, like, fake drown in her scene, like, he's exhausting them. They're, they're just so tired. They're not going to work or act yeah. the way that you want them to when they're that tired. Yeah. So he's just too picky, but the week finishes up. He wraps up the film, and everyone packs up and goes home to await the edit and the arrival of this film. Mm. But when Blaine got home, Wendy, Mason, and all of their belongings were gone. She had plenty of time. Yeah. She was just like, oh, this is more important than the rest of your family. And like, he just, there was no compassion towards his family. It was all project related. So she was just like, peace out. Bye. And left him all alone. That's it. All his scary movie footage. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Just his computer so he can edit it. Right? (laughs) That's it. That's That's all he has. has. (laughs) Maybe a cup, maybe one dish. That's it. Everything else gone. Wow. So Blaine goes back to work after take after that week off for vacation, practically, to film this movie, okay. and he goes back to work at the IT department, and he shares all his new footage and film to Brian when they hang out some more. And Brian is, like, super stoked that the filming and everything went well, but is sad that he wasn't a part of it. Okay. So Brian ends up sharing that he is becoming resentful against Randy because she's always Uh-oh. just on top of him, controlling him. He just feels like he's caught in this, like, spiral of unhappiness and boredom. And he told Blaine that he didn't want to put Randy through a divorce because they had only been married a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So Blaine suggests that they can, quote, unquote, take care of Randy. Blaine was still upset, secretly, that Randy wouldn't fund the film with their nest egg savings money. (sighs) And he threw out the idea to actually kill her. Oh, my God. Right? Right. So, Brian laughs it off at first, thinking that it was just a joke, but they talk about it more and more, and the more they talk about it, the more achievable it sounds. (gasps) Yes. Like, what did she even do to have that much anger again? Like, I understand fucking Blaine, because he blew it up in his head. They, like, blamed her for something. But, but like, for your own husband, like, like she's trying to... I know it may seem like it sucks right now but like she's putting money away so that way she could like have a better life and she loved you with your MS. Yeah. Like hello. She knew what she was going like getting into. Yeah. So, I don't really know. That's, and wow, Blaine wanted that $20,000 because he needed to pay back all of his credit card debt that he oh, had backed up. Oh, my god. Uh because Brian had let him know that there was a $100,000 life <gasps> insurance policy on Randy. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk it, right? Yikes. So, it's a plan. It's a plan in action. These guys, they plan the attack of Randy for months. 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 They buy props. No. They choreograph the moves, and they stage it like a fucking movie. What? Yeah, they go into detail about like, okay, so I'll come up behind her, and I'll do this, and I can like slam her on the floor so she doesn't see me coming, and blah, blah, blah. Like legit acted it out sick sick fuckers yes it's the evening of january 10 2003 the christmas lights are all still strung on their house and randy comes home from work at about 8 p.m she parks in the garage walks into the house but then suddenly hears her car alarm start going off in the garage oh my god so she goes outside to inspect it and see what happened in the darkness and that's when the real horror begins and she is attacked by a masked stranger. It's now 8.29 p.m. and 911 gets a frantic and an alarmed phone call from her husband Brian saying that he just got home and his wife isn't moving and she needs help. He's crying. He's visibly upset and shaken when the police and the ambulances arrive. And he even called his mom saying that there's something wrong with Randy. She's bleeding, but he doesn't say from where and he just sobs. Randy, 28, is found dead in the garage after being strangled and stabbed to death 27 times. Oh, my God. Brian wasn't home at the time. He had a dinner with a friend that night, and the waitress confirmed this alibi. Brian said that he found the house ransacked, and he found Randy motionless in a pool of blood in the garage. Oh, my God. It's now January 13th, just a few days after her murder, and the family holds a viewing of Randy at the same church that she and Brian got married. He saw the stab wounds and her defensive wounds on her in the casket, and he appeared to be visibly shaken and grieving. Well, less Detective Freeling was assigned Detective, less detective. His name is Detective Les Freeling. There we go. <laughs> he was assigned on the case and needed to help the investigation along as there were no fingerprints. There were no DNA. Like, no evidence that could give to any clue what had happened. Wow. That's actually, like, wow. Almost the disturbing. perfect crime. Right? So, they have Brian walk them through what he found that night when he came home and he found Randy. Okay. And they taped it. They recorded it. Is there, like, actual footage? It's, like, yeah, there's, like, actual footage. And, like, it's – you could see, like, the, the lines squiggling down through the videotapes because it was in the 90s and it was oh. so – Or in the early 2000s. Yeah. But, like, you can only imagine the video cameras. Like, the VHS yeah. video cameras that were recording all this stuff. Interesting. But, yeah, they have actual footage of the detective talking to um, – Brian in the home and asking him to reenact what happened. Oh my God. Brian said that he saw her, asked if she was okay, and didn't hear anything from her, and then called 911. Detective Freeling told Brian to act out what he did, how he reacted to what he saw, his emotions, everything. He just wanted to make sense of what happened, but he's also looking for something in Brian. Yeah. And that's when Brian makes a slip up. He told the investigators at the night of the murder that he didn't touch Randy, but he told the detective Freeling that he stepped over her body, over the blood, and nudged her with his foot to see if she would respond. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. First of all, when you see that, your first reaction, (laughs) you never should judge someone in their reaction. I know, but but you want to run towards the person. Yes. And, like, be like, are you okay? Oh, my God. And then you start, like. Touching them probably. You Maybe. need to see air bubbles. You need to hear groans. You need yeah. to feel a pulse. Like something, something, something. He was just like, "Yeah, I don't want to." I nudged there. her with my foot. Yeah, like- what is she? A raccoon on exactly. the side of the road? Like I hit by a car? Yeah. No, that's your fucking wife. Yeah, yeah. So he, he upsets me. He ended up contradicting himself, and he okay. slipped himself into being a suspect for the crime, despite his airtight alibi. Yikes! His computer was seized by a forensics uh-huh. team and was analyzed by police. And guess what they found? Nothing but tons of emails. <laughs> it was parts and pages of a book called How to Commit a Murder. Oh my God. He just highlighted his favorite sections and <laughs> cut and pasted wow. them into a word document. And Shonda Rhimes made a show out of it. Oh my God. OJ Simpson was like, yes, I'm going to write my If I Did It book based oh off of God. this. Like, I'm fucking idiots. no. no. Y'all are dumb. Oh my god! And I looked up the if I did it, and there's like, like really eerie like quotes and comments. There's like a whole like web page dedicated to Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. and it's like he's blurring the lines of like if this hypothetically happened or like what really happened. Like he is basically telling you what's yeah, of course it's it's no double jeopardy. Gross. It's hard to read. Yeah. All of that is obviously enough to bring Brian into the station and start questioning him. Hmm. Brian complies, and he also brings his mom. But not a lawyer? I don't know. Mommy knows best. Right? (laughs) So he goes in to talk to the detectives with his mom. And right then and there, they offer him basically a plea deal that if he comes clean about what happened that night they will take the death penalty off the table <gasps> cuz his ass has a first degree murder charge just lying in the back like a shark waiting to come for him oh my god they just know it so he tells his mom to leave the room and now she knows that he's involved
1: oh like his geez. poor mom
0: mm. So, detectives straight up ask Brian, who killed his wife, and he immediately he didn't ask names- not a lawyer? What an idiot. I know. Like, Lush- Miranda <laughs> rights, lawyers, come on. You don't even trying to get yourself out of jail? He's just we like- We hate you, but like, hello. But, come on. Get a fucking lawyer. Get a lawyer, you idiot. Come on. <laughs> they literally tell you in your Miranda rights. You, you have you- the right to, to a lawyer. Yes. Is that what they say? You have the right to remain silent. silent. Anything, Anything you, you say. can and say will that's be just used arrest. against you in the court of law. Um, you can have a oh, lawyer you can, assigned to you. You may obtain you. a lawyer. Yeah, you can obtain well, a lawyer. If you cannot something. obtain a lawyer, one will be assigned to, to you. To you, yeah. Well, he didn't, couldn't. Nope, didn't do that. Didn't either. even ask for one to be
1: assigned didn't
0: to him. do shit. So, yeah, he immediately names Blaine Norris. Of course. BFF. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like, you're still going to serve life in prison, but... At least now you know that you're not going to die. I mean, at that point, yeah, duh. I would freaking. I would just be like, like, keep the death penalty. I'll still tell you what happens. Just yeah. <laughs> keep the death penalty. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with these people. Oh Who gosh. knows? I, I know. I would rather die I would if rather I were in that die. type of situation. I don't understand why people fight to not have the death penalty on them. Right? It's it's like, so you can live your miserable life Yeah, exactly. When people stop visiting you and you're going to get yeah. old and sad. I don't understand. Just die. Just die. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. That's so cool. I'll call you in as my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Just die, okay? So detectives got a search warrant for Blaine's property. They find a key piece of hard evidence. Oh man. It's a receipt. Oh. And it's for all the supplies that they bought months in advance prior wow. to her uh, murder. And it was gloves a mask, black clothing, and the very knife that matches Randy's stab wounds, and that is enough to arrest Blaine for the murder of Randy Trimble. Blaine pled guilty and was convicted to first-degree murder on April 19th, 2004, and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Detectives believe that Blaine, if not caught for this crime, would have murdered again. (gasps) Really? Yeah. They think that his horror connection and his, like, escapism- from reality like those lines have been so blurred that he thinks what's fake is what's real in the sense and that he would do it again he's just not like psychologically like connected properly obviously he killed somebody yeah but yeah they straight up were like we think that he would have become a serial killer he would have tried to do it again it would have been like a taste of yeah what he got and he would have loved to do it oh my god So, Brian also pled guilty for first-degree murder, and on May 6, 2004, so not even like a month later, was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Nancy, Randy's mother, created a foundation called Randy's House of Angels, which Mm -hmm. aids children traumatized by domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So, even though Randy's life was taken from her, here she is, still an earth angel, to help those in a place of need oh man yeah Miss real sad that's so sad yeah but I um actually I I looked it up I got I was like intrigued by the horror movie yeah that's ends in crazy. real horror status but I mm-hmm. couldn't understand how they connected the dots mm. and then um ID Discovery did an oh. episode on this called the Appalachian Trail and that's where I got a lot of my sources <gasps> oh my god that's So yeah it was nice to be able to like See it play out in a way where it's just like, oh, okay, all this makes sense. Because I read like 12 articles. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, the way they do it. There's a missing link. But yeah, ID discovery is just like, here, bitch. Let's take the (laughs) legwork I got got the connection right here. (laughs) I know. And you can even find some websites that have like the entire episode like written as if it's like a screenplay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you can, and it like shows the... Like, the people who are being interviewed and, like, what they have to say about it. Oh, wow. Oh, and that was one thing that um, one of the actors noticed about the – there's, like, the five hikers in the movie. Mm -hmm. And then there's the one killer. Mm -hmm. And one of the actors was like, I can identify, just by spending time with Blaine, I can identify these five different characters – inside of blaine like i can see these characters in him like these are his personality he's like but i just can't see who this killer is and blaine like looked at him and was just like well how about that and like smirked and he was just like that was the creepiest thing that blaine ever did when we were filming and it was like oh because there is a darkness to you that nobody could pinpoint it was in there yeah it's so creepy i'm crazy it was like um that guy that I used, that I was dating that did the horror movies, yeah. I, I was th- like, can I just date him? <laughs> I know. I, to- I immediately I just wanted all of the stuff in his house. Actually, immediately after was. I like we hung out a couple of times and then I went to his place and it was just like Freddy masks, <laughs> yeah. and like uh, my dream come true. Yeah, like every <laughs> horror person's mask he like owned on a wall, <sighs> and um uh. But when I watched his movie, he played Jason. And he was like six, five, like six, three, six, four. He was like a whole foot taller than me. Jesus. And like the way he was stocky in the movie. And I remember one day I was in his apartment and I went to go look for toilet paper in a closet and I found the costume. (gasps) And ever after that, whenever I would see him like stand, like he was just watching TV. You just saw it? I saw Jason Jason Voorhees. Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) So fucking terrifying like that's so scary like i remember we were sleeping and like i just like He went to the bathroom and I just had, like, a thought and I was like, what if he just stood there in the doorway and, like, just, like, stared at me but was wearing the outfit and then murdered me. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he always made a joke because I have, like, a ton of, like, murder shit in my room. Yeah. obviously we're obsessed. Like, I have the pillow you gave me that says my favorite murder. Oh, yeah. And, like, I have, like, a wall thing quote, uh, like, one of those boards that you can change. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was always like, wow, you were afraid I was going to murder you. But <laughs> <worried."> <laughs> I, was like, I know. He's like putting all of his shit like yeah. out front. Like, look, I'm scary. I'm into scary yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just I'm all, just like cutesy. secretly like, yeah, you're I really secretly love murder- <laughs> I really love <want> murder you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Which you guys don't know. But the whole reason we even started this podcast is thanks to him. He taught me how to edit. Yep. He helped me like. Put together all this shit for the podcast. And figure out, like, what to do. Plus, you did a podcast previously, so you had an idea of, uh, like, a little bit, yeah, how much really. work goes into it. I mean, this is a different type of... I for that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I literally showed up, and we never had homework. We just showed up to talk about whatever we wanted, really. That's true. Yeah, we yeah. have homework. Like, we have to write this shit out, make it sound Sometimes good. I'm like, what if we didn't? <laughs> what are ways that I could just edit and then come with a blank slate right? to your house? Oh, God. Never. no, That would be terrible. That would never. be the worst idea. It would. I agree. Oh, God, we would have to. We would just be. It would be four-hour episodes Internet. by the time we actually <laughs> got to anything. <laughs> anyway, we're just going to talk about urban myths. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's my dream, though, guys. Write in. Would you like to listen to an episode of Urban Myths? Right. Also, would you like to listen to a whole episode about I Survive stories? Oh, these are two topics that I've always wanted to do for a whole episode. Not always. I mean, we haven't been at it that long. <laughs> oh God, the I Survived just. I remember we had, we had just moved to Fresno and we, it was the first time I ever moved out on my own ever anyway. Yeah. And I lived and I moved 200 miles away from everything and everybody I ever knew. I quit school, quit my job, moved in with a man I was dating for a year mm-hmm. and we were going to watch. I survived. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be cool. Watch. It's going to be like scary, but like real life scary. Mm-hmm. The first story I was fucking balling my eyes out. I was like, this is everyone's worst nightmare yeah. and it fucking happened to you. And it's crazy cuz she doctor like, her... out of her own house. Oh my god. It's so like you have to remind yourself the person oh telling god. you the story is the They're person still in alive. This... But it's like you forget. Yes, you, you forget as you're listening. And just the, some of the most harrowing, insane stories I've ever heard and just like how far the brain and the body yeah. will push to be able to stay alive is just un Fathomable. I know. Like, but those stories stay with me. They like, stay whenever with me too. I do, I'm freaking out. Oh <laughs> I got my the God. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, that'll be our yeah, poll urban question. Urban myths. I survived. And we have to look into what the poll says. Okay. That's it. That's, That's going to be our poll, poll question. question for this episode, which is in like three weeks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> At least we have it. Yeah. Dude. Because normally I'm like, so hey. I know. What's up, girl? <laughs> One of us goes really dark, and the and the other one's like, I don't know. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't think that's right to be like, would you want to be murdered or be the murderer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm like, Do you like it spicy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, right. Let's, go, yeah, with let's go with that. Let's okay. go with that. Let's go with spicy. Uh, all right. Got okay. It. We're on. <laughs> I went too far, again, didn't I? I did. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, Real yeah. it yeah. in. Reel <laughs> it in, <Rachel.
1: laughs> Oh my uh, gosh.
0: No, but I like that. Okay. But yeah, question. let us know, guys. Urban. Go or, and take the poll and let us freaking know because I want to do those episodes. But I just want to know if you guys want to listen to that. I want to do it too. Oh, Rachel wants to do it too. <laughs> hi guys i'm still here it's just me guys you can say whatever you, you want about rachel <laughs> hey it's guys me. it's me she loved um, She do her know so, she oh left. my god oh my god so i've been here for days she won't let me leave <laughs> but they make really good food but I, they feed me Really good meals. (laughs) They let me swim in their new pool. It's just like it's really sounds like a vacation, but like it's not. It's not. I sleep on a futon. I have a gluten allergy, and they just keep ignoring it. (laughs) One of them asked me if I wanted cheese, and I'm lactose (laughs) intolerant, and I ran out of dairy pills. (laughs) They hid them. I know. I went to Target. I know it. They saw them there. And they just kept walking past them. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Today, I have a story for you, the listeners, and Rachel. (laughs) Who is also still here. She's still here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is the story of Shania Gray. Also, I called her Sheila in my head a lot, so I'm praying to the heavens above. I just call her Shania. Dude, I had a story like that, too. Like, her name was Shelly, but it Uh, was spelled differently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and you said something different in your head, and you're just like, please, Lord. I was like, brain and mouth work together. Yeah. And then, oh, and then I had another person where I was like, it sounded one way in my head, and then I looked up. I listened to news articles and they pronounced it differently. And I was like, no, that's terrible. I don't want to do that. Oh, my God. I don't know how to say this person's name. Oh, jeez. Okay. Shania. Shania. I kept saying Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Shania. 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 (laughs) We got this. (laughs) All right. You got it. Shania is 16, living with her mom, Sherry, younger brother, Zach, and stepdad, Dwayne. Shania was silly and super close with her younger brother He was autistic and they had a bond her mom described it at times motherly She just really loved kids and she loved her brother zach the most She would even say things like if anything ever happened to you and dad I want to take I want to take care of zach She was born into the motherly role from a young age and Shania was a soprano in her church choir a nationally ranked athlete and a straight A student. She was killing it in school. Shania had goals of being a basketball player on the national team and everyone knew she was capable of achieving any goal she put her mind to. So her family lives in a small town in Texas called Mesquite, Texas. And like most kids her age at 16 in 2012, they were obsessed with that new sweet, sweet social media. So she would end up going to these Junior Olympics and she would meet people all over. So then they would add her on Facebook to keep in touch. So Shania's mom would keep a close eye on her. And honestly, it was very helicopter-like parent in my oh, okay. opinion. But she would sit down with Shania monthly and do something called the friends purge. So she would sit down with her, go through every single person on her friend list and be like, okay, how do you know this person? Where did you meet them? Have you talked before? Like asking all the questions, which truly like, I guess a parent should be doing. Yeah. It I, seems excessive. It, it's a little excessive, but I mean, from what she said, a lot of the time it would be like some random guy and she like, padded, was like fine, get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. She was like, don't I don't, this. I have never talked to them. So right. her mom was like, okay, unfriend them. Right. Eventually, her mom just couldn't keep up with it because every single day she was getting friend requests. Oh, my gosh. What's that word? <laughs> Eventually, her mom couldn't keep up with every – oh, my God. <laughs> she was getting friend requests every single day, basically. She ends up getting a friend request from a cute guy, and his name is D. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't know of anyone with their real names or their birth certificate saying D on it. <laughs> Give me a full name. <laughs> Very frustrated and angry about this. D. D, Just the letter D. Get out of here. That's not your fucking name. You're not Madonna. You're not even like, yeah. like someone trying to what? be like a one. I could do better than just having a singular yeah. name. I'm just going to be a letter. letter. Get out of here. Stop. It's capital. so d is 19 and a new recruit in the navy uniforms baby in the navy he said he was a pilot which like okay and said he wants to be an astronaut one day which truly i feel like that's a 90s pipe dream (laughs) It it is until you realize that you have to go into outer space. And then it's terrifying. You could die. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a chance you won't come back. One of my favorite clips in the world is um, this dude yelling. I think it was Apollo. Was Apollo? I don't even know. Don't follow me. Don't at me. It's probably Apollo 13, 11 or 19, before then <laughs> but they said the moon landing was fake and Buzz Aldrin straight up punches this dude in the face because Buzz Aldrin yeah. was one of the first ones on the moon and he's like in his 70s and he straight up punches oh my God. this dude in the face that's my favorite thing I mean outer space I need receipts totally honestly <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. Pix or you weren't there. The Nokias didn't even exist yet. Yeah. The indestructible phone. It's truly remarkable that we did that. (laughs) (laughs) Science is really cool, guys. Um, Okay, so eventually, Shania and D end up moving off of Facebook and exchanging numbers, and they end up texting over the next few weeks. They get that false sense of intimacy real quick, where they feel like they really care about one another. But again, she's 16, and didn't even, you know, they hadn't even met, so. She's, she's a sh- minor. She is a minor. She's not like a minor who, like, goes and works in the mines, but she's like Je's a... She's not... Down there mining, but but she is living her life being a (laughs) miner. You live it, girl. But Shania starts to feel really close to him and even starts to tell him super personal stories. (laughs) Just oh, oh. (laughs) I thought you said wait. No, I said I was like, did I say Sheila? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No, This is my night year. Night year? year. Oh my God. Fucking Mercury is in retrograde. (laughs) People. People, we are in retrograde. We are in retrograde. This is happening as we speak. Okay. She tells him the story that changed her life completely. Let's flash back to 2010. Shania is 14 and has a thriving babysitting business. Her mom's friend Jennifer had asked if Shania could babysit for her, and they end up making it a regular thing. Which truly, I made so much money as a babysitter when I was a teenager, and even till today, because babysitting money is the fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) I love that sweet, sweet babysitting. No taxes on that, people. You just get it's all under the the table. Cash. Yeah, all under the table. Then (laughs) mo (laughs) me. All right. So one night, while she's babysitting the kids or kid, I don't know. Right? Okay. 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 So one night, while she's babysitting, Jennifer ends up having to work late. So Shania is asked to stay late or to stay that night. That night, twenty-eight-year-old Franklin Davis, A.K.A. Wish, shows up to the house. He's Jennifer's ex-boyfriend and the father to the child she was babysitting. He obviously didn't live there, so this was completely inappropriate to come over unannounced. Uh, I also feel like as a babysitter, like, she's 14. Like, what does she do? Yeah. Like, in that situation, she's like, "Uh, I don't know. Maybe they have custody problems. Like, I don't know. Should he be here? I don't know. Oh, God. And then what do you do? Walk away, go call the mom, be like, hey, he's here wish is here Whatever yeah is what do you is. do <laughs> i think yeah i like what the fuck is that name too right. get out of here who are you get out of here What's your fucking name i wish you were gone you <laughs> <laughs> made it so easy <laughs> yeah, seriously we, we'll pick on you for life <laughs> i wish you were out of here uh he ends up talking to shania saying super creepy things like wow i thought you were 14 you don't look 14 you look awesome what the fuck does that mean that's not okay that is not not okay okay. she's a fucking child yes thank you which oh by the way did you see that post about whether people like Reese Witherspoon all of them all of them were saying stop saying young woman was raped she's a child yeah but it's like stop saying young woman and yeah like it's not a young young woman woman. it's a a child child. yes yeah it's like the idiosyncrasies between like Oh, how it's called in the media it's like yeah. they're trying to soften what it is in the yeah. media but by 100%. doing that you're ignoring yeah. the full force yeah. of what is actually happening and it's the same topic that you had brought up before where it's just like you know women Angel. are being raped it's just like oh uh-huh no women aren't just like having this thing happen to them like there is the perpetrator. Yeah, we need exactly. to start talking about the perpetrator. Yeah. Have them stop saying, yeah. take yeah. some accountability for we need to Use the correct verbiage. Actions. Yeah. Use the correct verbiage. It like, really does sugarcoat it. It's, we're done sugarcoating. Yeah. It's 2019. We're done with the sugarcoating. We done. need to know how it is because if you don't tell us how it is, it gets a lot worse. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Stop it. Stop. Stop it, baby boomers. Uh, we're going to get angry in a few minutes anyway, so oh boy. we can get back to okay. it. Okay, we'll get back. <laughs> uh, so that day, she just felt super uncomfortable. She kind of just hid in the bathroom to keep away from him until he left, and that was the end of that. Then in December, a few months later, he does the unannounced visit thing again. By this time, he doesn't let her hide in the bathroom or go upstairs where he just sent his daughter away to go. He raped her. She didn't tell anyone. She vaguely tells her friend Fiona that a man made her uncomfortable, but they're 14. They don't know what to do. Fiona just thinks, I don't know, that she's just going to handle it. Shania said she's just going to wear different clothes so that he doesn't want to do that to her again. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Which ladies just remember that it doesn't matter what you're wearing it doesn't matter what you are wearing the clothing doesn't it's matter not. no a person will rape you no matter what you are wearing exactly And you just have to fight you have to fight so yeah. um it's just so it's it's always victim it's, blaming when yeah it comes down exactly. to it it's usually like exactly. oh, it's their fault because they were they were here at night when they knew they shouldn't have been it's just like well i don't know we don't know the circumstances or what was happening or like what was going on with that person that day you can't just like put a blanket over it and be like yeah well it's their own fault you can't no you need to hear them out (sighs) so um and shania was 14 i highly doubt she went to her babysitting job wearing some fucking like shimmer vegas dress right like (laughs) she was probably wearing a t-shirt and jeans like any 14 year old does so she didn't know how to help herself, but people know clothing isn't a part of being a victim. Mm-hmm. Shania still wouldn't tell her mom what happened, but she was able to convince her mom to allow her to stop babysitting. Wish got her phone number. And one night when she was watching TV with her mom, she gets a bunch of texts. The first saying, where have you been? Why aren't you coming over anymore? And then another saying, I want you so bad, but I can't have you right now disgusting so our mom grabs her phone because she sees the name on the lock screen says wish so i'm not sure if they had previously contacted one another and that's why she had his phone number saved probably like like how you said i don't yeah. know if it's a custody thing i don't know yeah. but he is the Male to this female female counterpart yeah. in this homestead. So, therefore, I just need to make sure that I have both numbers on me for maybe the emergency contact. Who knows? Yeah, what if something happens to the daughter or who she's babysitting and she's got to contact someone? Yeah. Like, yeah. It makes sense in that sense. Yeah. But still so sad. Just I know. so awful. He
1: no, no.
0: is a human trash can. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. So, of course, her mom is insanely upset and mad because... Her daughter is 14 yeah why would this man be texting her so after calming down sherry sits down with shania and shania tells her everything she tells her about the rape sherry of course just feels so guilty for not protecting her daughter and that shania was just carrying that burden and they just hugged and cried so she calls the police immediately and reports the rape when shania finally sits down with police to tell them the accounts it turns out he had raped her for separate occasions (gasps) He would take her into the bedroom and rape her. One of the times, the daughter even knocked on the door, and he told Shania to be quiet and not let her in. Oh, my God. He had used a gun to threaten her in one of the rapes. He had slapped her and then threatened her life and her family's lives, if she said anything. Oh, my God. One thing police said was, one, they had the text to correlate with her story, but also she never changed her story once. When they took her, when they would ask her several times to retell the story, which I'm sure was super hard. She's 14 years old. Yeah. They would, she would tell the same accounts over and over. This poor this thing, thing has to relive way. it. I know. Like the consistency is great because it outlines what a horrible person this is. Yeah. But like, oh God, you shouldn't have to go through that over and over again. That's I just know. so awful. I know which was charged with four counts of sexual assault and refused bond bond. So he was sent to jail pending the trial, which finally fucking justice a year goes by and they still hadn't gone to court. Shania had really changed over the years. She wouldn't talk to anyone about anything involving the case. She wouldn't talk to her friends about really what was going on or her family. She just really kept to herself. Okay, now we're back in present day. She's talking to D. This would be the only person she would confide in during this time. She wouldn't talk to her family or friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she finally started opening up, and it was to D, this guy that was, like, the person she met on Facebook. Right, the Navy dude. Yeah. Got it. He oddly had a lot of questions. He would ask her for news on the case. Or how she felt. Things like, is he going to take a plea deal? You don't want to stand up there and tell your side of the story. And she, of course, is like, no, I want him to take a plea. I don't want to look at him ever again. Yeah. Like, hello, she's 16 years old. Like, she doesn't want to see your fucking attacker. No. Over time, during that last year, when she just kind of sat with her, sat with her emotions over the whole thing, she started to kind of blame herself. Like, why did I get myself into that situation? And other hurtful lies she told herself. Which, again, my favorite quote is don't believe everything you think. Think, yes, exactly. And this is one of those times. For real. Dee ends up saying one of the most fucked up things. He says, Well, I'm not gonna say you're lucky, but you're lucky it was only a few times. (gasps) And think about if he goes to jail. When he comes out, what if he comes to find you? I'm sorry. Who says Excuse that to somebody who's me. confiding in you for support and help and... Mm-hmm. Oh, my Who God. Who tells a fucking 16-year-old that? That's terrifying. Oh, You're basically, like, downplaying what happened. Yes. And then threatening her. Yes. Excuse me, stranger. No. <laughs> oh, but it does happen. I know. Of course. Yeah. I of think course. I told you recently in the news, like, a girl had um, managed to identify and accuse her rapist. Her rapist went away for a year and Mm -hmm. then they came out with you know their whole like if you're good like you'll stay out of jail but Mm -hmm. he ended up winning and or went to go find her and ended up raping her and killing her Mm -hmm. because he was so upset he just had that whole time in prison to stew and think about it and boil over it and then it just like it literally ruined her life yeah it's awful So disgusting. Oh, my God. That's awful. But she tells him, like, she feels safe now that he's in jail. Like, yeah, she basically just is like, well, I don't know what's going to happen when he gets out. But right now I feel safe. Like, he's away. Right. So in Shania's real life, some good news for a change. She is about to start 11th grade in a new school her junior year at... Hebron High in Carleton, Texas, near Dallas. I probably said all of that wrong, except for <laughs> Texas. <laughs> um, it's only her second day, and she gets a little lost in the school. And her mom was supposed to pick her up at 4.15, and she calls Shania saying, hurry up, we have choir practice, and I'm out front. Where, where are you? And it's now 4.11, and no Shania out front. And she's supposed to be there by 4.15. So her mom starts to worry when it's now 4.32. Right. Since she's supposed to be with her tutor, she's like, oh, okay, maybe it went late. So it's now 5 o'clock. So she goes into the classroom and it's dark. So no one's in there. She is searching the entire school from 5 to 6.30, texting Shania incessantly because, of course, it's like her daughter just simply vanished. She's now talking with teachers in the school who are still grading papers and shit because teachers, you know, they fucking work hard. And they're like, well, we don't know her that well. I mean, it's only her second day, but maybe she just made some friends and they decided to like go off or I don't know, which honestly, the amount of times that I ditched school, like they're not wrong. There are so (laughs) many times like where I ditched with my friends and I just like went to my house and my mom like had the day off and I was like, fuck, I didn't know. So I just like (laughs) left. We just eat like Taco Bell at Target because <laughs> they had a yeah, Taco Bell at Target. Someone <laughs> places Taco Bell at 8 a.m. We're like, God, I just gotta wait till my mom leaves. <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> that will be home free. It's all good. Oh my God. But they weren't wrong. Like, kids do that shit. I think. Yeah, thousand percent. But Sher- uh, Sherry is like, No, that's my daughter. Like, even if she did that at this school, she had never done that previously. So that's not my daughter Shania at all. Right. Like, she's just like, and we just – they literally talked. She called her at 4 o'clock to tell her, hey, we're still meeting at the front. And um, and Shania was like, yeah. And then they hung up. Like, that was – like, they had t- touched base at 4. Yeah. She knows something happened to her. She's, like, convinced. So she goes home and she gets Dwayne. And by that time they make it back to the school and it's now 8:30. They drove around the school neighborhood till midnight just aimlessly checking her Facebook to see if she posted anything and constantly texting and calling. They don't want to think the worst but they start getting like it's a real scary re- reality mm-hmm. um they did call the cops but the cops told them to wait till the next morning yeah you can't file a missing persons report but she's 16 24 hours that's insane they should like take- a minor though yeah that's you know what that's yeah stupid. i feel like it's not true like, i mean i think they're wrong <laughs> yeah. yeah like the police were incorrect it's now Friday the next morning and they find footage from the cameras and it shows her at 411 at the back of the school, which makes them think she got lost. And she goes through two double doors, like the ones they have in high school, the push doors. And she goes outside the back to the back parking lot, but after that they don't see anything because there's only cameras in the halls. Ugh. So, Detective Dino Williams is assigned to the case, and she kind of went a little hard on Sherry and Dwayne, in my opinion. She first blames Sherry for not going to the police soon enough, but Sherry uh, tells them she called the police the night before, and they told her to wait, which, honestly, again, sounds like the fucking police dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. But Sherry is like, bitch, check. I called. They told me to wait. Yeah. She goes on to Dwayne asking, what did you do to your stepdaughter? And Dwayne is caught off guard because (sighs) he loved her. Yeah. And she's just like blaming the parents. It's really crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, once they stop blaming the parents who did nothing, Sherry brings up how Shania had been through the rape case. And had been through a lot the last few years. Well, after hours of looking into that case, they bring in Sherry and Dwayne and tell them the troubling news. They say, we looked into Franklin, a.k.a. Wish, Mm -hmm. and he was released on bond from jail three months ago. They basically flip the fuck out because it is an underage rape case. And how were they never notified? Yeah, exactly. Like, hello? I mean, like, what the fuck? I just don't understand. I know. Uh, that was the first they had ever heard of this. Of course, Detective Williams now has her main person of interest. So they look into Shania's phone records, and most of the numbers checked out. But two unknown numbers, starting with 903, kept popping up the day she disappeared. The owner of the first number was ruled out. The second number is a burner phone. And people, when burner phones first came out, they were uh, super fucking cool because you didn't have a phone provider. Mm-hmm. But now they are purely awful. these puppies are used for crabs. that's it that's it and to hide so these detectives yeah. are savvy as fuck and now <laughs> literally no idea how they did this i didn't get background on this process but they traced other phone numbers the burner phone had called what again this seems very csi and criminal minds <laughs> and i really question it but yeah yeah I guess they could just trace the number and, like, off the towers that it pinged from. I have literally no idea. That's weird. Yeah. Huh. it's not weird? I was just like, yeah. why doesn't everyone do that? I know. There's so many cases <laughs> that get closed because we don't know who Man. they were calling. <laughs> so, um, let's see. So, it turns out the burner phone had called another number a lot too so detective williams calls that number at 1:37 a.m again these are not like the tv shows shit just happens at all time of the night <laughs> so september 8th 2012 which like if someone called me at that hour i would definitely be asleep but <laughs> they answer and it's joanna davis franklin's wife what and she's oh, the girl that she was babysitting for no. no, this is his other relationship. Oh. That was her ex-boyfriend. Oh, he was married. Oh, oh the plot thickens. I know, Thank you guys. So, Detective, what's her name? <laughs> uh, Dina Williams. Thank you, Detective Williams. Updates Joanna Davis about a missing child, and is like, "Do these numbers starting in nine oh three and nine oh three sound familiar?" And she's like, "No, not at all," which is weird because she saw them on her phone so it was like okay I don't know yeah. girl uh, she's all let me grab my husband Franklin and see if he knows well she gets him and now detective Williams is like please do <laughs> I've been looking for Franklin what a coincidence oh my God. and he pretends he has no idea what's going on who is this what do you want and detective Williams is kind of improvising with him because she really didn't think she would connect him to that to like to the whole scenario so quickly. So she's like, uh, I just have a few more questions. And he's like, sorry, I gotta go. And he hangs up on her. Yeah. So now, unbeknownst to any of us during this, but Detective Williams put a surveillance on Franklin because she wanted to know his whereabouts. And isn't it a coincidence that as soon as they get off the phone, he is on the move. Oh, shit. Yeah. The undercover cops that are in plain clothing are right in front of the apartment. So as soon as he comes out with a huge trash bag, which they are concerned he's throwing away evidence, right? They arrest him. They are—they're all. We're gonna take you downtown, which I thought was like the most cliche thing ever. But <laughs> like, come on, we're going downtown. <laughs> we're going downtown. <laughs> but apparently, their police office was downtown. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> They collect the bag for evidence, and he volunteers to go downtown. It's now 3.19 a.m. by the time they're starting the questioning. Damn. I know. When they first started the questioning, he says no to everything. Any question? He's like, nope, nope, nope. But he can't stop talking about the rape charge. She had apparently recently texted him saying she lied about the rape charges and confessed she would tell the truth. So he kept bringing those up saying Her mom was forcing her to blame him for rape. And then he pulls out his phone and says, you can check if you want, and slides it over. Well, she's like, okay, I'll look into it. But she keeps questioning him because she's like, I don't give a fuck about Texas news. I'm trying to find out where this missing person is. Exactly. So since she isn't getting anywhere, she decides to pull a wild card and surprise him. She says, well, I'm so sorry, but you can't leave. And he's like, what? I have the right to leave. She's like, nope, you're being charged with four outstanding traffic violations. (gasps) So sorry, you're under arrest. Oh my God. (laughs) And it was so crazy because during the show when she like doing her like talking head or whatever, she's like, a lot of people do that. So it wasn't, it was, she's like, I didn't just do that on purpose. Like that happens a lot. Yeah. Like it was just like, she was just like, don't question me it happens yeah, exactly. all the time exactly yeah. yeah well cause people like that are routine offenders they try to yeah. get away with yeah. other stuff they try to get away no, with petty sure. crimes before they do the big kahuna yeah. like yeah of mm-hmm. course he has previous like warrants and like outstanding like tickets or whatever the fuck yep. like ugh, idiot yeah but, but she's like her. she's like it happens all the time but specifically with you I'm like really overjoyed <laughs> can't wait to slap this on the table so of course she's overjoyed with uh did you say overjoyed is that why i said that uh could be (laughs) (laughs) i black out during the whole thing listening to either of us (laughs) (laughs) okay i didn't write overjoyed that's why i was wondering (laughs) okay Probably. <laughs> okay. So, boss bitch Detective Williams is now rushing to find anything to connect him because they can't keep him in there forever. Right. So, after looking through his car, they don't find any evidence to support their case. So, they do a thing called a vehicle lineup, which I guess is to reflect an unbiased cadaver dog. I was—I have literally no idea because they bring a cadaver dog in and let the dog search a line of vehicles wow and I'm just like this is so much fucking work like and can't you just have the dog search the one One car car and let you know and if it goes off then chances are she was in the car yeah like why are we having a dog use their nose for so much sniffing Like, just have him sniff the you're, one area. You're so upset. I didn't understand it. Do these dogs have a union? Because if not, we need God to God damn it, that's it too much, much work. We know which car is his. Let's get that dog get in gone. there. How Let about him sniff it up. How about two out of three? What Why we gotta do we got to do so many? 25. Yeah. <laughs> God damn so it's just, oh, God, we need to give these dogs equal rights. right, right? <laughs> 2020, we'll catch you then. We'll catch you. <laughs> we'll catch you the next time. <laughs> okay. Where dogs have basic human rights. <laughs> Come on. There we I mean, they need health insurance too, people. <sighs> they do have health insurance. <laughs> They have more rights than fucking people coming into this country. They do. This isn't a political podcast. No, it's not a political podcast. Okay. FYI. So the dog, of course, reacts and barks when he gets near the trunk. Mm -hmm. And this is a sign that she was probably dead, the detective said. So they tell him they believe Shania is dead and they know he did it. And he keeps bringing up the text saying, why would I kill her when I know I'm innocent? She told me I was innocent. I have nothing to prove to her or to why would I kill her when she told me I'm sorry I lied to you. My mama made me do it. But thing was, they still didn't give a fuck about those text messages because of the rape case. Mm -hmm. It wasn't their case. And they knew he did something much, much worse than that. So it proves nothing to them. Right. Right. Two days later, a body is found in a tr- in the Trinity River near Shania's school. The body is clothed, and they didn't have a positive ID, but the clothes that were on the body matched what Shania had been wearing that day. Oh, of course. This, of course, was heartbreaking to Sherry and Dwayne. They find Shania's phone near the river, so now they have concrete evidence to see what happened that day after 4 p.m. Wow. They find out that during the day, she had received text messages from Dee. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Well, Dee texts her saying, I'm going to be in the area today. I don't want your mom to flip out, LOL. So she asks, where are you? And Dee says, oh, I'm out back in the kid's parking lot, aka the student parking lot. Oh, my God. She is looking around the parking lot and spots his car. And when she looks in the car, no D. So she turns around, and there stands Franklin.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. He
0: pretended to BD his nephew to get her to talk to him and trap her into confessing that she lied, a.k.a just get her to text him from her phone yeah when he called her she didn't recognize his voice so he decided to catfish her for months oh my god normal right yeah completely yeah love playing tricks on other people Uh huh. it's my favorite and when you think back to the comment d of d telling her she was lucky he only did it a few times and that it didn't come back for her mm-hmm. or was and then what to. would happen it all sounds like direct threats rather than just a really awful thing a person would say exactly police said they tracked his phone and know he was there at the school and he says okay yeah i catfished her to get her to meet me outside we planned it all day he starts to say he just wanted to talk i have a clip of him basically saying what happened that day it's basically
1: not true at all like what he says oh okay It was like it was a different person that was in me it wasn't me So what happened? Why did she get in the car? Why would she get in the car? When she first saw me, she was scared. She um when I walked up to her, you know, she, you know, so she was scared when she first saw me. I told her that I wasn't going to hurt her because I didn't plan on hurting her. That wasn't my intentions. I just wanted to talk to her. Um when I told her I need to talk to her, she she got in the car with me. I opened the door up, she sat in. So what did you hope to gain by seeing her? What were you trying to do? I wanted to talk to her. Well, I had received some text messages a few weeks back and it was from Shania's cell number. Um, I didn't have her number mem- um, saved in my phone under her name, under my actual phone. So when I seen the number, the number looked familiar. And then it was saying, you know what I'm saying, is this Mr. Wish? So when it was saying, is this Mr. Wish? I, you know what I'm saying, she was the only person that ever called me Mr. Wish. So, um, the text message said things as far as, um, she's sorry she lied, um, that her mama made her do it, that she, you know, when we go to court, she's gonna tell the truth that I never touched her and so forth, but she might have texted me maybe five or six times. It was five or six text that came through my phone. Then she um, ended up texting back the next day stating that she was kind of scared to tell the truth of what happened because her she think that her mom was going to not let her play basketball. So you're saying her mother put her up to this? That's what she was saying. Why do, why do you think she would do that? I have no idea. So, um, So you were getting in touch with her in hopes of doing what? When you saw her on Thursday, you wanted to do what? I was going to record the conversation that I had with her, because for my- Secretly, or you're secretly recording the conversation? No, I was going to actually have the you know, recording out to actually get her words saying that she lied and that her mama made her do it and so forth. Like I said, I never planned on hurting. That was not my intentions, it was- Then why did you bring a gun? I had that gun for a long time. I kept it on. You didn't bring it special for this. No, that wasn't a plan.
0: He didn't confess until they had so much evidence against him. Where he's just like, I've got no corner. Exactly. That's it. Like he like tried to be like, yeah, I just did it. Like I I didn't want to escalate to that. Like blah blah. blah. It's like you fucking planned. You did all of everything. This. Yes. Well, it turns out he had brought a gun and threatened her to get in the car. She can't run. He has a gun on her and she's 5'3 and he is 6'1. What was she going to do? Please believe that he completely planned it all out. He took her to a location that was overgrown near the river and it was deserted and he had a gun on her the entire time. Oh my God. He then took her under a bridge, shot her in the back. She fell into the river. He saw that she wasn't dead, so he shot her again. He went down to the riverbank, pulled her out, saw that she was still alive, and then she starts saying, why? Why are you doing this to me? As she's talking, he steps on her neck and snaps it. (gasps) Mm -hmm. He's such a fucking monster. Oh my god. Like no remorse no none at all it's purely about him and how he didn't want to be found guilty so he wanted to eliminate the person that he felt he it's just like she did this to him exactly rather than him exactly creating all of this monstrosity (sighs) oh my god i know in November of 2013, he pleads not guilty, claiming his defense that she had written, she had withdrawn the charges and he had texts on his phone to prove she had lied again with the text. Oh my God. But thing was. Get over it. I know. But thing was, they looked at the text he claimed that she sent. And in those texts, anytime there was an E, it was interchanged with a three. So if she wrote lied, it was li 3 D. Or if she wrote made, it was M-A-D-3. Right. They looked over 25,000 text messages she had sent over like months to not only him, of course, for the case. Right. But to other friends. And she never, ever did that. So they look at his non-burner phone and they find an app called Fake SMS and Call Log app and three texts that came from Shania were created in the app and sent to his phone so now they had proof that he was lying again why is there an app for that uh i mean people to lie to your parents yeah, or no, to significant lie to your others? significant others yeah it will i there was a oh my in um God. something was wrong they had he had done that in one why of the things didn't watch it Listen to it. Just go do it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to listen. You got to listen. But he had done that. He, like, was trying to, I don't remember what he was doing, but yeah. But he he was hiding something there. Yeah, and he he did something similar to that. Jesus. Franklin was convicted of capital murder (gasps) and aggravated by rape. That was aggravated by rape? Wait. I wrote and aggravated by rape. Oh, okay. But I think it was capital murder, aggravated by rape. And he was sentenced to death. Wow. Yep. And that is the story of Shania Gray. Oh, my God. Isn't that just, just bonkers? So that happened in 2013. Um, And this is Texas. Yeah, it's Texas, dude. (gasps) They don't fucking fuck around over in Texas. I mean, and he's a child rapist, so maybe they'll just like, Mm. to the front of the line, you go. Yeah, off, I'll pace that shit. Off the bridge. Off you go. It's like a, I wish they just fucking did it like they did in Peter Pan. (laughs) Or like, (laughs) like walk (laughs) the plank. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I was just a walk the plank okay situation. you know what is so weird what that I was actually gonna make a Peter Pan reference in my story oh. about how um Brian had a first degree murder charge just like waiting for him I was gonna say like it was right re- like the crocodile that was waiting for like Captain Hook yeah to fall that's down what so I we can freaking wish yeah but <gasps> instead I said a shark cause I was just trying to be but sneaky. I wish a bunch of sharks were down there <laughs> And the crocodile, yeah, all of them, yeah. Oh my God! Wow. Okay, I would like to see like his name on a list to see like if they're gonna up up his. I know. I don't know where he is. Number in the row of people that need to be killed, right? Because who? I don't know. California, it's over 700. Texas, who knows? Texas, they're like there's 30. I know. I was like, we're fresh out. We've dug. We've killed all of them. We yeah. We're good. We're waiting on some new meat, you guys. Yeah, come on up. I know. Can you just take some of California's and (laughs) usher that along? Seriously. Right? All right. So our favorite segment before the end of the show is to tell you how to cheer the fuck up. (laughs) It's our sweet, sweet murder cool down. Our iTunes reviews. Guys, we're getting very close to the end of iTunes reviews. I'm very sad. Start writing them, please. 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 <laughs> just go down there. I know a majority of you have iTunes. I get the analytics. <laughs> we see you. I see you. We know you're listening to Just devices. go down there. When you're already listening, just scroll down. Just, just do just it. Just scroll down and give us those stars and those words, please. <laughs> Okay. Then right. we'll move on to other things. <laughs> other Instagram. I don't know. We're almost out. We I'm doing, so sad. We're doing two? We're doing two because they're very short. there. The one-liners? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the you know what? And we love a good one-liner. Don't We think love a one-liner, we... but I sure do love an essay. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just need you guys to really up the ante. Yeah, come just, on. Just a little bit. Please? Just a little bit. Alright, so we've got I pillage. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) And we got a five star review from I pillage uh, that true crime life. It says, is good, real good. It is good, real (laughs) good. It is good. It's so good. And we have another five star review that's from Run Ren. And Ren says, loved it. My first ever podcast. Loved it. (gasps) Yeah. <gasps> For oh, your first ever podcast, and girl, you love thank us Thank you. Yeah, you must be new. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> truly, 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 you new an baby. honest fan. Yeah, oh, I love it. All right. Well, the but other few. Guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. We only got one more week. Yeah, that's it of iTunes reviews, guys. <laughs> Get on. Make there. it so we don't have more, more, one more week. <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> You guys Megan's freaking out. She's squeaking. Something's oh my happening. god. <laughs> it's late. It's Wednesday. It's a school night. That's true. It is a school night. All right. Oh boy. So yeah, keep us on our Instagram page at No Thank You Next Podcast. Please. We always post pictures that are either funny relatable memes or we will post pictures. I mean Every single time you'll get pictures of the people who yes. we speak about in these essays. Yes. And uh, we also have poll questions for you guys. We have bloopers. Oh, yeah. The we bloopers. try to we try to keep it light, y'all. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, go to our Instagram page. You can always email us at nothankyunextpodcast.gmail.com. Yep. We will eventually use our Twitter and we will get on that platform. And our Facebook. And our Facebook. Truly so. shocked there were 11 people on there. <laughs> maybe by now it's 12 you never know you never you know. know i don't know i don't check in enough but those itunes reviews really yes. help boost Place. not only company morale as megan likes to say our company but needs morale <laughs> to be heightened but it also makes us appear more and show up a lot more often and yeah. that is engagement that we would love to have so yeah. please 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 no matter where you are Oh, and don't forget to tell us. Do you want to hear stories that are urban legends or I survived stories? That's right. We're going to post us a poll no. question. Yeah, we'll pull the, post the poll, but also you can DM us and yeah. we'll take a little poll. But happy Monday. Go to our Instagram, vote on the poll, and yes. we will have more interesting little sublets for you all. Yeah. 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 Super fun, guys. Okay. Engage with us. Please. We love it. Yeah. We love engagement. Yeah, we do. We'll engage you to engage us. I want to get engaged. Engagingly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll see you next week for another horrible story. Bye. Bye. May. Oh my god. The most white girl injury. <laughs> I was she for my wet pot huh? and oh. like, oh my god, I got stung. I caused I caused the incident. I caused the accident. <laughs> so the boys continue to hang out. And... I thought I heard the ice cream truck. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> I stopped laughing because I was like, is that the ice cream truck? <laughs> you have an ice cream truck. Do we have an ice cream van. Oh my god, they do. Okay, I'm sorry. Start this <laughs> uh, off, oh. uh, it's, it's the over. The app, oh. Ah! It's the same It's the minor. It's the little Tommy. <tall>, she's two. <laughs> oh my god. All right. This is so creepy. That is <laughs> the creepiest thing. Hi, Sammy. Samantha. What are you doing? (laughs) Hey, what? Hi, where's your father? Where's daddy? Daddy's been downstairs. Yeah, and what are you doing upstairs? (laughs) Were you drinking coffee? Yeah? Yeah. I'm playing daddy. Yeah? And daddy's always mad. Daddy's not mad, (laughs) Daddy's probably just trying to get you to listen oh my god it's day 17 oh my god I went to Target the other day and I saw <laughs> <laughs> buy own dairy pills <laughs> I'll buy my own dairy pills but I saw like the most emo girl sitting in a cart and I took a photo and I forgot to put it on stories well, oh. I'm gonna show you because it was so funny Dude, that's Monday <laughs> so where is it oh look at this girl she's wearing sunglasses and sitting in the cart wait let me try and bring this up she looks like what what is happening yeah. like, like joey ramon like hanging yeah. out in the shopping cart it was like what like i'm so emo and I, like her I mom can't was walk? just like all right i guess i didn't want to go to target alone mm. <laughs> well <laughs> where is she gonna put her stuff in that cart she's gonna need a second cart that person I mean, is that that like point, 15 I mean, truly it's not like a five-year-old toddler. No, she in a took up the entire cart. I was literally like, "What are you here for?" That like, <laughs> she's like, she "Mom, I'm gonna make me- it so you only buy the one thing in Target." Yeah. And she's like taking up the space in the cart, like on her phone. No, you can't have those throw pillows. No, you can't have everything. Those was on sale. Mugs. I almost bought a freaking table for the patio. <laughs> 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 then oh, I was like, "No, I want so a pretty. couch." <laughs> Ugh, just gotta save. I know. I was looking on Facebook. Guys, you don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on you, then. That's not why you're here. That is not why you guys are here. That's why I'm here because we're still friends after this whole thing happened. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to update you on my <laughs> Facebook finds on couches. I'm all target couch. Cool. Got it. Nice. We Notes for just that personal conversation. <laughs>